Hi, this is Sean Gladding, and welcome back to the Naked Man podcast. If you pay attention to the text of his gospel, Mark's favorite word appears to be immediately. It's littered liberally across his account of the life of Jesus, driving the narrative forward, barely giving us time to catch our breath and reflect on what's just happened before dropping us into another dramatic scene. This episode is a prime example. We're still trying to take in the story of the feast in the wilderness, and suddenly he drops us into the middle of a storm that threatens life and limb. The awkward silence that fell across the courtyard following Yiftak's outburst was broken by Rachel. As all eyes turned towards her, her own were turned towards Yiftak, a mixture of compassion and disquiet writ large on her face. As she began to speak, her gaze turned to Mark. I confess I also find it hard to believe that someone could walk on waves. It is unprecedented. Her eyes lost focus, imagining the scene. But what I find almost harder to believe is that Jesus, seeing their obvious distress, would just walk past them. I mean, he's the one who sent them out across the lake after all. You'd think if he really could go out there, he'd want to help them. Before Mark could respond, Simeon interjected. Your choice of words is interesting, Johannan. He intended to pass them by. Does that mean what my young friend here suggests? That Jesus was merely taking the shortest route to the other side, while his friends in the boat fought the waves and the wind? Or are you possibly alluding to something else? Mark raised an eyebrow and gestured for Simeon to continue his line of thought. I'm sure it was disturbing to see a figure above the storm-whipped waves, to be struggling at the oars and then see someone out there, someone who intended to pass them by. I hear echoes of our people's story in those words. As Simeon paused to take a quick drink from his cup, Rachel spoke up. I don't think I hear those echoes. What do you mean? Simeon nodded to himself as he continued. I'm thinking of Moses again, of the time when God assured him that God's presence would go with the people as they journeyed to the promised land. Do you remember? Rachel shook her head slowly. It was the time when Moses asked to see God's glory. He paused, and the light of recognition came to Rachel's eyes. She smiled and said, And God put Moses in the cleft of the rock and covered him until God had passed by. Then God took God's hand away so Moses could see God's back. Adina leaned forward and spoke, And it's like Elijah, when he was afraid of Jezebel and on the run. He was in a cave and the Lord passed him by in a strong wind. No, wait, he wasn't in the storm. God was in the gentle breeze that came afterwards. Indeed, responded Simeon. Both men were afraid, 
and God passed by them to reassure them. Well, Mark said, Peter told me that the twelve certainly were afraid when they saw him walking on the sea. They supposed that it was a ghost, and they cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke with them, and said to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Yiftak found himself drawn into the story despite himself. The fishermen in my village often spoke of water spirits, ghosts at night, who could bring disaster upon them in an instant, dragging their boats down into the depths. I'm sure the twelve were terrified. And, Simeon added, Jesus' response is to reassure them with the words God so often speaks to the terrified. Do not be afraid. He looked at Mark. I am curious as to the exact words Jesus spoke when he said, It is I. Or word, perhaps. Mark smiled. Indeed, the one word, the name of God. Hashem, spoke Rachel gently. Mark turned back to her. Indeed, Jesus did not abandon them. He got into the boat with them and the wind stopped, and they were utterly astonished, for they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, but their heart was hardened. Exhausted from straining against a fierce wind, drained by the terror they had felt, in some ways it's no wonder they're astonished. Perhaps they hadn't taken time to reflect on their experience of that remarkable meal with the crowds on the hillside. Or perhaps... They really were just obtuse. Whatever the case, as we discussed a few nights ago, they would come to understand the larger purpose Jesus intended of this sea crossing, and the previous one, in the years to come. It prepared them for the conflicts that arose concerning the inclusion of the Gentiles, for the pain and chaos caused when people disagree about who belongs. As Mark said this, he saw Yiftak shift in his seat, a look of anguish flashing across his face. Ah, something has happened. He decided to dismiss the gathering early, and, after offering a blessing, strode across the courtyard to catch Yiftak before he could leave. Thanks as always for listening. Between now and the next episode, perhaps you can take time to reflect on the following questions. Has there been a time in your life when there were waves that threatened to engulf you, circumstances that overwhelmed you? What were they, and how did you respond to them? Is there someone you know who's going through something like that at the moment? Who are they? And how are they coping? What might you be able to offer them to reassure them that they are not alone in it? What tangible thing can you do to ease some of the fear they might be feeling? And what, if anything, would keep you from doing it? 
Until the next time.